Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of the show. Enjoy. This is Chloe Dremel, and I'm the founder and CEO of Yoni Circle. We are a Venice-based startup, soon to be Silver Lake-based startup here in Los Angeles. And we are an in-person community and a social app that connects women more deeply to themselves and others through storytelling. Yeah, so with Yoni Circle, we're really looking to build a new kind of social app. And what exists today is the ability for women to join a live virtual storytelling circle. And that that's weird. No one knows what that is. So I'm going to try to walk through it really quickly. So Please do. I definitely have a hard time describing it. <laughs> so the huge part of our app is each of these circles are run by a host who we call a salonier. A salonier starts as a community member, and then she applies to be a salonier, is trained by us, and then she becomes an amazing salonier and gets to lead these circles. And so the circle is capped at six women. It begins with a five minute of chat based, a group chat. This is just allowing you to get more acquainted with these strangers. And then we go into video circle. The rules of Yoni Circle are to listen and speak from the heart, only speak when you have the talking piece, take the stories with you, leave the names behind, and speak succinctly. The important is that we're creating a container for these stories, for vulnerability within self and others. So it starts with an intro round, and women say their name, where they live, what they do for work and or what they're passionate about, and then what's on their mind or in their heart. That just gets us, again, one more dose closer of connecting, and then we tell stories, and that's when it gets uh, a lot more fun. So the Salonier will bring you through a breathing exercise to really just calm your mind, get you in the ability to find your own memories, and then she'll give you a storytelling prompt. I'm I'm not going to get into it, but the storytelling prompt is something that I worked very hard on, on trying to figure out the best way to really pry at people's memories. It comes the whole kind of philosophy behind it and, and what we teach the Salonieres, it's all pulling from some great tips from my amazing creative writing teachers through the years and some of the kind of amazing ways they they helped me to open up to find my memoir essays and stuff. So that's what the Salonieres do. And then we, it's all stories around, around a prompt. 
Um, and then we end in a witness round. And really what these story circles are doing is it's broadening our perspectives, building empathy, and helping us realize that we're not alone. The human experience is shared. When did you create the first Yoni Circle? The in-person? Yeah. I left Snap in November of 2017 with this vague idea that I wanted to create a new type of social media platform that brought women together through story. And I was sketching out and trying to build a lot, not what look it looks like today. And so I think it was February of 2018. Yeah, February 2018 that I just, I threw an event. That was the very, oh, actually, no, the very first Yoni Circle I ever did was my birthday party in 2017. This is like before I had any vague idea. I had an empty room in my apartment that was, I was planning to have a roommate be in and completely wooden. And we just sat on this floor and we told stories around what we were manifesting and I ha- I did three circles at night before this like big party and all the women were like, Chloe, you got to keep doing this. Like that was amazing. And so, cool. so then I just like kept having, they started as parties and then me being a bit of a perfectionist and kind of always thinking about how to scale things. I started to turn the events into like an actual product that I could then teach others to do as well. And then that's, that's where Yoni Circle began and then and then we took all the learnings from our in-person. So just bit of background since October of 2018 when I was actually really looking at the in-person as a product. We've had over 400 women come through and, and yeah, over 34% have come back of that percentage. The return rate is five. We obviously had to stop with COVID-19. But yeah, it was it was really beautiful and all every single circle really affected how we built the app and every time we were learning. This is Kim Kohatsu, founder of Charles Ave Marketing. We're Madison Ave for small businesses and startups based out of West Adams. I'm not from California originally. I grew up on the East Coast and it was a job about 15 years ago that brought me out to California. And I lived and I worked in Orange County for a while because you know, I'm from the DC suburbs. I kind of assumed that Orange County was to LA what my town, Springfield, Virginia is to DC and boy was I wrong. So I spent a couple of years living in uh, Orange County and I just had to get out of there. I hated it. And I moved to Culver City because that was where I'll be totally honest that there was this bar that I I still hang out at to this day. And I wanted to just be near that bar. And so I was living in Culver City and I love Culver City and I still love Culver City. But I decided to buy a house. And this was back in 2016. And I had never heard of West Adams either. I don't know. Some people don't consider Culver City the West Side, but I do. And I'm very like West Side snobby, but I can't afford anything there. And I got to know this neighborhood that is very cool. I mean, my house was built um, in 1920. So it's an old neighborhood, but my street is gorgeous. Like it's idyllically lined with palm trees. And when I say it's idyllic, I mean, it gets closed off all the time for video shoots because this is the picture people have of LA in their minds. You can drive down my street and you see all of these like beautiful craftsman houses, all of these gorgeous 
palm trees. And I think what is happening to a lot of the restaurants and really cool places that we will hopefully someday be able to go into again, they can't afford the rents, you know, in in all of those West Side locations. And so they're they're moving further east. And so yeah, West Adams is definitely very up and coming, very hip, but not hip like hipster. Like it's not obnoxious yet. I'm sure it'll get there eventually, but it's not there yet. So it is a very cool area. Like where I'm at is a, a neighborhood called Jefferson Park specifically. It's very cool. And and it's very close to everything. I mean, even though I just admitted I have a West Side bias, I've, I've also learned to really appreciate Koreatown. I think it's really awesome. And I still am close enough to my Culver City bar to go there all the time. And I love it. And recently, you're now running the marketing and advertising kind of events category, contributing to the Forbes Business Council. Tell us more about that. Definitely. So I joined the Forbes Business Council when it launched in LA, I believe in 2018. It was a, a new network that's nationwide. And I think in the interest of trying to make it more valuable for members, they are starting to do more micro communities. So there is this Los Angeles chapter, which you know, before COVID, we could meet in person and we could have events in person with speakers. But what I think was happening, it was such a broad array of expertise and, you know, types of business that it was almost too general. And so what they're doing now is they're starting um, more micro communities, one of which I'm the chair of, and that is the PR and marketing segment. So it's just getting going. It's a brand new thing, but they're also doing it for things like HR and other kinds of um, segments like that so that we can connect with, you know, people in, in our um, industry that are kind of going through the same things that we are. And you could just Google search it. We'll include it in the show notes as well. Forbes Business Council. What would be one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever gotten? Ooh, just in general or like? Not for your career. Let's keep it career. Okay. <laughs> I think one of the things that we can fall into is forgetting who we're talking to. And I think that so much of marketing and advertising is talking to ourselves, you know, either as the ad agency or as the brand or, you know, whoever it is. And I feel like you always want to think about who your customer is and where they're coming from. So not just from a media perspective, not just, you know, what websites are they on or what shows are they watching, but what do they need to hear? And, you know, trying to make that interesting for them versus interesting for you. So talking to your audience rather than talking at them. This is Brian Sanders with Nextcast, which is a podcast app and platform, and Food Lies, which is a film about nutrition and all the lies that have been told in the past 50 years. And I'm in Venice Beach. Yeah, definitely the resilience thing is huge. I mean, I've had a lot of ups and downs over my career. And, you know, just when we got the news that we were cut from the TV show that we thought was going to be our big break. And, yeah, it's it's having the... Just having the resilience yeah, to keep going and, and bounce back and, and rebuild the team. Did that show even end up doing well? I think it was actually was terrible. I, I read an article about how bad it was. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't remember, other than the pre-publicity to the show, I don't remember anything about the show once it aired. No, it, it didn't do well. It, it, I think it was a flop. So it could be good that I didn't get on it. Yeah. Yeah, basically... 
I mean, tech is is about trying things out, and the whole you know lean startup process is is putting something out there and seeing where it takes you. So I feel like I've done that with my career and my life in general, which has been my founder story is trying a lot of things. I mean, I even sold artwork for a little while. Yeah. I was like a coach. You know, I just tried all these different things and and then I got into film and like comedy sketches. But it all led me to where I think is my my direction is just like a bigger picture of building things. And, you know, maybe it's around this nutrition thing that I've learned so much about. And yeah, I I do want to build tech around that. I I mean, I do want to have NextCast keep going. And, and, you know, I have a podcast about all this nutrition stuff with all these nutrition experts I've been interviewing. So what's the name of the podcast? Peak Human. So um, yeah, it's coming out soon. And um, I think it's all combining and I want to even do tech with with food and nutrition. It's how can we be healthier? Is, is something to do with healthcare or with, um, you know, farming, like uh, f- farm to table type of thing. Like how, you know, how can you get, um, you know, like farmer's market food to you? What advice would you give your starting out self when you were first endeavor in building something? What advice would you give oh, wow. that guy? Well, I'd say just keep trying and keep like following your passion and, and just don't, don't get caught up working for someone else and just throwing in a towel. And I, you know, I've been there uh, off and on over the years. I've had the job where you sit in the cubicle and then I went away from that and then I got back and I'd, I'd say it's always good to have your passions and dreams, but be realistic about them in a way where you have a way to support yourself. So if someone wants to be, you know, a cartoonist, well, at least get a job at a newspaper so you can support yourself along the way. So I guess that's kind of my advice is, is more practical is, is have your passions and then try to make them converge when you can, but learn a bunch of skills along the way until you can realistically pull off your your true passion the we are la tech podcast is hosted and produced by me esprit devora with help from janice geronimo edited by Corey jennings production and voiceover by adam carroll music from jay huffman live and epidemic sound the we are la tech podcast is a we are tech.fm production Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.